today on The Breakdown. They're calling it maybe the worst fold in poker history? I don't know, man. There's been a lot of bad folds. But we have a hand today we need to talk about people. And not just because of a fold that happens. Because of many, many, many of the decisions that happen from this cash game hand from Live at the Bike that just happened a few days ago. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this one right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. It can't be the worst fold in poker history. It can't be. It can't be. I mean, it's like somebody... Does it? Do you count things where people misread their hand and they had the nuts? Do you count that as worse? Or is I that, don't. You don't? I don't, but this is still not the worst. I mean, off the top of my head, the worst fold in poker history is from the one drop when the guy folded quad eights, you know? And there was one combo yeah. of things that were beating him, and it was... I don't know. And there were other things that the Duke could have been raising for value, and the guy just showed quad eights. He showed quad eights in fold. It's always going to be worse. The Jungle Man fold against Helmuth from the King of the Hill heads up was really bad. Too. That was pretty bad. It was sort of shockingly bad. But we know Jungle Man at least had good reasons behind it. You know, he's a guy who yeah. will have reasonable thoughts behind it. Of course. Not of so course. sure about the guy who folds in this hand that we're going to talk about. Um, I mean, I think I, well, we'll see. I have guesses as to what was going on in his head. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I understand what he was doing. I just wouldn't have done it. But we'll, we'll get to it. We'll I, have get a, to it I have a candidate for the worst call in poker history, which happened against me. In a small tournament, yeah, where I had a set and uh, this person was betting into me three streets. I raised the river on a clean run out, and she called, and uh, I tabled my hand, and she tabled her hand, which was four five on a deuce three ten jack seven board. She thought she had a straight, surely. Uh, no, she did not. She said she wanted to see my hand, but she tabled her hand also, which was the nut low. Wow. That's really special. <laughs> yeah. That's really... She, she wanted to see your hand. You raised and she called. She didn't have to turn over her hand to see your hand. Oh, she called, though. That's the point, right? Not that she tabled it. That she called. Yeah, obviously, both are really problematic. Yeah, but she tabled it, too. Uh, yeah, tabling just, is not nearly as bad as calling with the nut yeah. low when you raise the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Pretty, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I think that's probably the worst call I've ever heard of. Or that's seen. pretty, pretty bad, for sure. The worst check, I believe, belongs to Darwin Moon. The year after he won or got second in the World Series mm-hmm. of Poker, he came back and he was featured heavily on day one because, you know, he's Darwin Moon. And he had the nut flush on the river with ace eight of spades. And he checked back in position in order to see the other guy's hand. Yep. Got a one round penalty. As well he should. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. That's a guy who's just really used to the deck hitting him in the face. So huh? it's like, yeah, I have the nuts on the river. I'll check because I'm curious about something yeah. in the main <laughs> event of the World Series instead of. Like how often, because you and I combined played like, I would say about five days worth of the main event, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. How often did you have the nuts? Never. I mean, besides aces preflop, which I had, I think like three times I had on the turn. I had the nuts once, once where I had top set. Yeah. That was it the entire time. So between the two of us, not including preflop once post flop, right? Yeah. Yeah. So way to go, Darwin. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) It's hard to make the nuts. It's so hard to make the nuts sometimes. It's also hard to make the nut low, which is an interesting hand yeah. to call with. Yeah. Um, anyway, this hand was suggested by Max Sawyer on yes. Twitter. Yes. Thank you, Max. Max wants us to destroy these people, and it's going to be hard for us not to. Max, get ready to get, get your, like, uh, your dustbin and your little sweeper because there's going to be pieces of folk all over the floor. 
pieces of folk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're small pieces. Like, you yeah. can put them in a dustbin. Exactly. So yeah, we're going to And like, you need a sweeper to put them in the dustbin. You can't just use your, your hands. So what's a good word for that? We're going to, like... Obliterate. Obliterate. That's a good one. Yep. I was thinking eviscerate, but that's not that's not correct for the dust dustbin right, situation. Right. Because eviscerate is going to be messy, and you yeah. can be in just a few pieces. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> later, later we'll eviscerate some other players, but just obliterate this. Maybe time. maybe we won't kill everyone as much as you think. Maybe we'll be like, holy, holy it shit. Happens. Sometimes we're surprised. Holy shit! This is like a Phil Ivy level thing. Sometimes we really do like incredibly elite hands. I don't believe this is one of them. Yeah. But. It demands to be talked about for sure. This is a showy, demanding hand. It needs it needs attention. We're giving it. Let's There's go. So many decisions that are curious here. Um, of course, Max suggested this on Twitter. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter. Number two Poker Guys. If you want to use the actual at two Poker Guys, but you know what? Doesn't matter. Just Google it or go to Twitter. Type yeah. Poker Guys. That's us. Include a YouTube link and a timestamp for any hand you suggest, or else you are the garbage human. Which you don't want to be. Ouch. Yeah, you really just, it's, it's hurtful, I know. But it's honest. Yeah. And in today's trying times, we need honesty. Like yeah. And we need the hard honesty, the difficult conversations. And I'm willing to do that. And we're willing to do it today about these guys. Yeah, we're going to do it. All right. So it's a 10-20 No Limit Hold'em game on Live with the Bike with a $40 straddle. And uh, we've got Luda Chris, who we have done a show on. I'm not sure if it's come out yet, but it's going to be a podcast mm. only show. It's Probably, coming out. Either it just came out or it's just coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So you'll see some more Ludacris soon if you're one of them podcast listeners, which you are, obviously. Um, he's plus one with eight, six of spades, and he decides to open. He has 7,500 in his stack. This feels like an ambitious open, but it's not. You can't, it's, it's fine. fine. I mean, it's ambitious, but fine. Yeah. Francisco is on the button. He's the next player to enter the pot. He's got $14,300. He has two fours, two red fours, and he calls. Out of curiosity, how much did Ludacris make it? Oh, 160. Thank you. Yeah, I, okay. didn't, write, I didn't write that down, which is why I didn't say it, but I remember it. Yep. Um, so Francisco calls the button with a relatively big stack and two fours. We got Big John in the straddle, who we think we've seen before on the breakdown, but we're not entirely sure. We're not totally sure. He I was the garbage the human in a hand if, if he was anything. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. But he made it like a bad call preflop. We thought he did some slightly loose things, but anyway. This is not a bad call preflop. He calls out of the straddle with Queen Jack offsuit, Queen of Diamonds, Jack of Spades. Pretty standard. He's got 6,000 in his deck. So far, so good. So what are people talking about with this being so bad? No one's made a bad fold. No, nothing bad has happened. Is it because Chris opened kind of loose? I mean, come on. I mean, you don't like his sizing? Max, come on. Come on, Max. Why you got to be so... This is crazy. We're not going to obliterate these guys for this preflop play. No, not at all. None of this The pot's pre-flop. $510. I wonder if anything else will happen. <laughs> <laughs> the flop is a uh, not a cooler, but it's a bad one for Big John. Queen of clubs, four of spades, six of hearts. Yeah. So Big John flops top pair with a reasonable kicker. Chris has middle pair. And, of course, Francisco has bottom set. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Big John's going to lead for 240. What do you think about this? I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. I don't like, like it. I don't like it at all. Why not? It's a super dry board. What's the point? It's going to check through a lot. I think Ludacris is not going to check a lot. Like, Why? That guy is aggro. You're basing this on that one hand from before? His name is Ludacris. It's Luda Chris, though. <laughs> it's not Ludacris. No, but he I, he's a known loose player. I, I've seen other hands with him. If we think he's C-betting a large percentage of the time, of course we should check. If we think he's checking a lot, we should bet. Is that would fair? You, would you lead? Um, what do I lead? It's, no, would, would you? Would I lead? Yeah. With uh, Queen Jack. 
I would like to repeat what I just said. If we think he's seabedding a lot, I would not. If I think he's often... Like, there's a lot of players who are checking this board a huge amount of the time. I would absolutely lead. I don't know. I feel like a lot of players who at least have a relatively loose opening range, which clearly Ludacris is one of them, are going to seabed on a dry board where, like, there's a a paint card on there. I mean, a queen isn't great it's but it's it's not awful it i don't know i mean it really depends on the player i feel like if batiste opened and you and i called and i was in the big blind or in the straddle or something like that and this was the board i might lead because i know batiste is checking and so are you like so often on this board okay so it's basically just protection um it's protection it's also it's not just protect it's also balancing some of the other leads i might have i'm not just gonna lead top pair what are your other leads i'm gonna lead uh the straight draw so if you have five seven Okay. Um, maybe some gutters, potentially. Depend. It may be some flush draws if there, are, there isn't going to be a flush There's draw. There's no this flush board. draw. I know. Um, and and I also lead a few super strong hands, of course, like a, like a set or something like that. Just just a few of them. Do you need to balance the sets with, with the top pair, though? Um, I think so. You mean, do I need to have top pair? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Uh, I'm concerned I don't have enough. It depends on how many bluffs I have. You know what I mean? And that all comes back to how often do I think the person is see betting or not you know i don't know i just i feel like it's not a valuable way to play this hand to lead in general like you're you're missing mm-hmm. out on, on on future value I, okay to answer your question more directly i would normally check call okay like absolutely that would be my normal mode of doing it there would have to be particular circumstances that would want me to that would cause me to lead like this guy's super tight Whatever, whatever, whatever. If, this if this other guy, this other guy's a massive station, and this guy doesn't. The button's a massive station, and the opener doesn't bet, doesn't see bet very much. That's a good reason to leave. Okay, if you have that super yeah. tight, probably not a good reason because then you're not doing well against the early position range. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, so I generally I just don't like this lead on this that's, board. That's fine. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't disagree with you entirely. Okay, you just wanted to be contrarian. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, here's the thing. This is so far away from the bad plays that yeah. are going to happen in this hand that like, I, can't, I can't even be bothered to worry about this play. Um, I don't think this is a completely objectionable play, though. I don't hate it as much as you do. I wouldn't normally make it. I don't think it's horrible. I just think it's suboptimal. Fair that's, enough. That's all Fair I enough. I'm da- I, I agree. All right. So Chris, with his 6-8, is going to call. With, so that's, I guess, hey, the lead's great. You know, he got called by middle pair. That is pretty good. Yeah. Um, Francisco now has a decision. Typically, I would find a raise here with a lead and a call on this mm-hmm. board, even though it's a relatively dry board. Yeah. What about you? Well, especially because we have bottom set, it means there's likely to be queens out there. Yeah, um, and, and Chris could even have an overpair. Chris can have an overpair. Chris can have ace-queen. Chris can have king-queen and decide not to fold. Yeah. Um, Big John, the only hand we're afraid of is middle set. Really? I yeah. guess Chris could be slow play. I mean, whatever. Someone else has a set. We're just going to lose all our money. Like... Whatever. This is this is the flop we dream of, right? Like when you have two fours, this is about as good as it gets. This is about as good as it gets. So yeah. I think mostly we should be raising here, but we shouldn't raise every time. Okay. Well, Francisco decides not to raise this time. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. We're in position. It's a little bit like if we're out of position, I think we should raise almost every time. But in position, we can give ourselves a little bit more leeway to check. So, sorry, to just call and put in a raise later. I like raising now, though, because... People give us a little bit less credit now as opposed to later in the hand. Yeah. I mean, we could have 5-7 if we raise now. Yeah. Pretty easily. Yeah. Although we don't have many random bluffs here, like ever. Nope. We, now, there aren't very many. There aren't very many at all. I mean, really, someone who's got 
king queen when we raise should be sitting there thinking like except for five seven or a weird gutter that you're just deciding to do this with like i am screwed yeah that's true and so that's a little problematic that is a reason to call the dry nature of the board yeah like, there's not a whole lot of scary turn cards for us which is another reason to hold off if right we yeah I, I think it's like it feels pretty comfortable seeing a turn and like a queen is a little scary because then you don't know what you want to avoid on the river but whatever you just deal with that there's there's also a cool thing that can happen if um if a relative brick comes off on the turn but brings a flush draw we could raise the turn people might put us on a pair in a flush draw or a straight draw on a flush draw or something like that yeah which would be kind of cool because they're going to be way off. Yeah. So the call is uh, it's pretty interesting and not bad. Yeah. It's fine. That's what Francisco does. The pot is now $1,230. So far, so good. But let's talk about Bitcoin because Nitrogen Sports Poker Room yeah. is a Bitcoin-only poker site. Hmm. I'm That's, just taking that in. Yeah. Thinking about it. And I'm seeing something on the horizon. Is it a... It looks it's, like a little speck of dust. Yeah, it is. It's it, those are actually little bits of smoke. I think coming it's out of getting the front closer. Of it. It's making a sound coming around the mountain. That's the uh, choo choo. Yeah, it's, that's, that's it's, the old uh, train. They that's, still got it in. Uh, still got it going. It's still operational. Yeah, that's the nice. Sports poker train never stops. Man, that thing just keeps on rolling along. It's like Snowpiercer. It's you like know? Snowpiercer, except yeah. it's in a nice warm environment and there's not any sort of post-apocalyptic thing going on. Okay, but inside Snowpiercer, some of that is nice. Yeah, like you're eating like the cockroach well, goo. Well, if, if you're in the back of the train, sure. But if you're in the front of the nitrogen sports poker train, you're eating very well. You know how you get in the front of the nitrogen sports I'd poker train? I'd love to know. You got to use the link in the description when you sign up. The link in what description? The Where? The description of the podcast, obviously. Oh. Of course, if it you is. couldn't figure that out, you're probably in the back already. Oh, <laughs> <Honestly>. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that link gives you access to our exclusive Poker Guys events. Um, currently, we every month run a tournament that has a guarantee that is 1,000 times the buy-in. And guess what? We've only ever gotten as many as like 80 players. So, so that's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal for the players who play it. It's called an overlay, people. Look it's it up. The biggest overlay that happens over and over again, maybe in history. Because I mean, nobody else is going to ever do that from yeah. a business perspective. But <laughs> It's really possible. Yeah, but Nitrogen just loves you guys so much and they love us. So they're going to do it for you. Yeah, and the cost, by the way, is just a tenth of a millibit, which these days is like 60 cents or something. It's amazing. So, you know, got to get in on some of that. That's, that's and what, you know what else is nice about the nitrogen sports poker train? Um, it, the, the cockroach meat. Well, sure, but also no Tilda Swinton. That's true. She's kind of scary. She's a little scary, and she is, while wonderful in, the, in Snowpiercer, also kind of an evil Kind of an evil person. Yeah, no, really bad person. Gives an incredible speech about the uh, the shoe and the hat, the hat and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love I love the hat shoe speech. It really is a great speech. Um, anyway, another good thing about the nitrogen sports <laughs> poker train is that yeah. when you withdraw your Bitcoin from there, it does not take as long as the other sites that allow you to use Bitcoin. It takes about ninety minutes. The other sites are like, eh, we're going to process it for about I don't know forty eight hours. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, it's much better to get the money right away. Of course, there's also sports betting. There's also casino games. All the things you love about gambling, got to get it on that nitrogen sports poker train. Yeah, before the front of the car fills up and you're forced to be one of those plebes in the back. You are the shoe. Don't be the shoe. <laughs> you belong on the foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so don't be that. Okay. Back to the hand. Let's get to all the stuff. All right. Because there's a lot of stuff coming. 1,230 in the pot. The flop was queen, four, six, rainbow. There is no diamond on the flop. The turn's going to be a diamond. It's going to be a complete oh, rainbow. Cool. 
So nine of diamonds. Uh, Big John still with top pair queen jack. We've got the old uh, ludicrous with six eight for flopped middle pair, and we've got a set of fours for Francisco on the button. All right. Okay. I don't think you're gonna love this bet as much. It's queen six four nine. Yeah. Right? Okay. Big John bets again. Bets four forty into twelve thirty. Small bet. Strange. Curious. It's a little bit curious. I don't completely hate it in that, like, we're probably check calling anyway if we're beat. We're going to call a bet anyway. So he's setting his price, you think? Setting our price. We're making sure it doesn't check through. Like, the the problem, of course, is pocket 10 is probably going to fold if we bet again, right? That's the real problem with this. And pocket 9 just got there. Yeah. Um, So pocket jacks, I mean, unless our reputation is one of a crazy person, which it may be a little bit, actually, Big John. Um, I don't see how we can, how this is like a super profitable bet. Um, there are two opponents. We can be charging the five, seven that one person has. And I don't know if someone else has a queen, we're usually losing to it. So yeah. Not a great bet. It's not a great bet. It's not a great bet. It's not a great bet. At least there's a thousand dollars in the pot to try and win. Like we just take it down. That's something you want to hear about. Not a great call. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris calls with six, eight. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk about that for a second. All right. The board is queen, six, four, nine. John led into him and in another opponent. The other opponent overcalled. Yeah. And then John bet again on the turn. So here's the parlay Chris needs for this to be a good call. He needs, A, John to be pretty spazzy with his bets here. And have kind of nothing. Have 5-7, have like middle pair, and be doing it and be betting twice. Yeah. Also, he needs Francisco to have a weak enough hand that he calls on the flop, but folds the turn when he sees Chris calls again. Even though he already decided to overcall once, he now decides, like, oh, I can't call twice. Now, the truth is, Francisco might call a hand like Queen Jack or Queen 10 once, but when it, when it goes bet call again on the turn, he really might fold the top pair type. He will here. not. I mean, if he knows anything about poker, he will not. Look at the crazy price he's going to be getting. Yeah, 440 into 1230, and then a call? Like, you're calling Queen Jack. Is it 1230? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You are. There's 2,000 in there, and it's 440. Yeah. You're, right. you're definitely calling imposition. You're like, yeah. I really hope it checks through to me, and I yeah. can just check and win. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's going to call. So, like, basically, he's hoping that neither of them has at least a queen somehow, which yeah, is yeah. unlikely. That, that's absolutely what he's hoping. It's bad. It seems pretty bad. You have to really know your players super well to make this and be and it's right. It's not like he picked up equity. It's not like he turned a flush draw with his exactly. pair or even a, a gut shot or anything. He's got nothing. That nine like, almost looks like we have a gut shot, but we don't. No. It's ludicrous. We do not. Maybe that's why his name is Ludicrous. Because the nine looks like he's got a gut shot. Because it's a ludicrous call. Anyway, we don't like that decision. That is a no. categorically bad decision in our opinion. Yeah. And it is not nearly the worst decision in the hand. Man, we have so many worst decisions coming up. Oh, man. So many. It's exciting. All right. So he makes this call that is bad. Francisco is, is ready to spring the trap now. I mean, which, we it's time to race. Yeah, I mean, There's like, flush draw. I'm not putting Chris on six. I'm putting him on, like, an overpair or ace-queen or something at yeah, this point. Yeah, ace-queen, king-queen. King-queen, like, at the absolute minimum. Yeah. Like, a hand that's beating John yeah. right now. Like, if John has queen-jack, which he does, right? Like, Chris is always ahead of him, we would think. Yeah, it feels like an overpair. Now, the truth is, I don't know that an overpair is going to call a race here either, really. Like, but... What are we going to do? Never raise at this point? It seems crazy. This is too small a bet. We got to charge these guys more. So it's time to spring the trap. I think I have an issue with Francisco's sizing on his raise, actually. Okay. Uh, he makes it 2440, 2000 more. I think it's too big. Sounds a little bit big. We often on this podcast recently, especially, are saying we think raises are too small. 
I think this one is too big. And the reason for that is the dry nature of the board. Yeah. I'd understand it if there was like combo draws and stuff that are possible, but as played, like nobody has a draw. It's basically impossible. No, no, no. The flush draws come on the turn. Nope. I thought you said a f- I brought a flush draw on the nope. turn. I said it will not bring a flush draw. Oh, well, that's different. So the only draws possible are five, seven, and somehow like jack 10 or, or seven, nine or seven, 10 or something like that are never going to be there. So, <laughs> yeah, seven, eight, which was a gutter on the flop turns open ended. Okay. There you go. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole damn ball of wax. Yeah. And like, we don't need to raise that big to get those hands out, by the way. I and guess John could be losing his mind and have Jack 10, but whatever. These are very unlikely hands. Right. That, so we don't need to raise this big to get those hands out. At the same point, if we do raise this big, at least if I were sitting in Chris's seat, for example, and had an over pair, I would consider folding. I would yeah. think it like on the dryness of the board and the way this is played, the size is too big. I think it's a pretty standard fold. Yeah, for sure. Do you agree that the size is too big? Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. What do you want to make it over to the four forty and call? I mean, I think you know sixteen fifty is fine. Yeah, fifteen hundred something like that. Yeah. Four forty is such a small bet that you know that may be part of why he made it a little bit bigger. He's like, you're supposed to bet eight hundred, man. Like, what the hell? Maybe. But you know. Yeah, I think 1600, 1650, whatever. Somewhere in that general area is great. All right, so get ready for some fun. Okay. So John with his queen jack calls. Absurd. Terrible. He should be in third place right now. He should know he's in third place right now. Certainly in second place, because one of these two guys always has him beat. Always. So what he needs, his parlay with his hand. Now, he's not thinking about this because he calls right away, right? Yeah. But if he was thinking about it, his parlay would be, okay, Frickin' Francisco over there either turned some kind of draw somehow. Or, or has 5-7 and decided to raise the turn when right. nobody is slowed down at all. Or because I bet 440, it was sort of a weak bet, and uh, Ludacris only called, thinks we're weak, and is now raising With like what? middle pair. With middle like a pair. six. A six. That's all I got. Which you might fold on the flop when he's there's a bet in a call. probably folding it on the flop. Yeah. Um, queen 10. Queen 10. He's turning it into a bluff. Yeah, totally. Why not? Sure. Um, nope. Well, the parlay is he needs that to be happening, and he also needs Ludacris to not have a big hand and decide to fold whatever the heck he has, which looks like he should be beating me anyway as Big John. This is beyond easy. This fold, like, if Ludacris has aces, he's going to, I think he's supposed to fold it, but at least he's supposed to think about it when he's the close in the action. He's the only player left besides this other guy. You know, like, he's got a good hand that he's sort of underrepped at least a little bit. This is not the case here let's with say Big we, John. Let's say we saw Ludacris's hand. We know he has 6-8. It's still a fold. Of course it is. Francisco's range is crazy strong here. Yeah. Of course it is. Like, what in the world could Francisco ever have here? If he had 5-7, wouldn't he be thrilled to only pay 440 to get the, to the river? Yeah. I think he'd be thrilled... I mean, maybe once in a while he could raise it, but like, okay. But that's just like we're... We're losing to all of his value. Yeah. By the always. way, that's four combos. He, he's calling yeah. the button with 5-7 yeah. suited, and maybe he doesn't always call even with 5-7 suited when there's an early position raiser, you know? We don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. So You're right. it's really just ambitious. Yep. It's a terrible call. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible call. Like, I'm trying to think. We've seen worse calls on the turn for sure. Yeah, of course we have, but this has got to be a top ten. Yeah, worst call on the turn, right? Right. It's, yeah, it's really bad. Okay, 
Cool. All right. We've hit the top 10. Feels right. great. We did it. Okay. Chris gets rid. He makes only the second worst call in the turn because now he folds this hand, his 6-8. Yeah. Had, had he called here, that would be an even worse call. That would be the worst maybe we've ever seen. That would probably be number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, he's not even in the conversation of top 10 just with that like no. my pretty bad call in the turn. Right. For 440. Right. Okay. So we're heading to the river. By the way, John has half a pot left. And he decided to call. So weird. Yeah. What is he doing? I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing. So weird. I'm pretty sure the time we saw him before, what happened was the hand with Bart Hansen where like there was a straddle and Bart Hansen raised to like a hundred bucks in a five, five game. And without any chips in the pot, John called on the button with five, seven off. Right. He's, he's that guy. Yeah. He just you know. doing whatever just because. Yeah. One of those guys. Yeah. Right, you love those guys. It's amazing. I love I love those guys, and I love like just playing and seeing that stuff happen. Where you see somebody just like show up with a hand, and you're like, "Why in that situation did you have nine deuce offsuit?" Yeah, like why did you yeah. choose that time? Exactly. Was there this, there's no GTO here? <laughs> like you just decided it's time to play nine deuce offsuit plus three. My you know? favorite is the guys who like in a tournament fold and fold and fold and fold and finally play a hand, and then it's some absurd hand in an absurd spot which can't ever be good and makes no sense. And like, why did you fold all those hands to play that hand right there? It's like, well, you hear it all so the time. Weird. You hear it all the time in tournaments, especially. Yeah. It's the best hand I've seen for a while. Yeah. I had to make something happen. Yeah. You, you hear that all. I mean, I've had coaching clients in the past who I've had multiple coaching clients. So this is like an epidemic in, in tournament poker, <laughs> multiple coaching clients who say, so they tell me about hands, you know, and they'll say like, yeah. So, so then I uh, raised Jack seven off in the cutoff with like my 22 blinds. And I'm like, stop. Why? <laughs> And they're like, well, I hadn't played a hand for a long time. And I was like, that's just not a good reason. There's never a good reason to raise yeah. Jack seven offsuit. It's no, no purpose. That's not a good reason. No. No. There are, there might be good reasons. That ain't one of them. It's the bubble. The blinds are weak. I don't know. I mean, I hadn't played a hand in a long time and my image was super tight and, and it looked like the blinds weren't, it looked at their hands and didn't look interested in calling. So I raised, but it, then it didn't really matter what my hand was. Yeah. You know, it was just, I was, I was raising no matter what based on all that, you know, yeah. that's, it's nothing to do with Jack Seven, yeah. Yeah, so that feels like Big John might be one of those guys a little yep. bit. Yeah. All right. So there are six thousand five hundred and fifty dollars in the pot. Okay. That's a significant pot here in this ten twenty forty game. Big John has half a pot left. He's got thirty one ninety, a bit less than half a pot. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yep. And the uh, board is Queen Six Four Rainbow Nine Complete Rainbow on the turn. No flush draws, nothing like that. The river is the five of diamonds. Yeah. Seven eight gets there, I suppose. Yep. Um, deuce three gets there. Yeah. But seven seven eight makes more sense than deuce three, at least. But even seven eight doesn't make much sense <laughs> no. for either player. No, of course not. Ever. But makes some sense. All right. Are you are you, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Strap me in. We just got to talk this. about the first decision for about thirty eight minutes. Let's try we'll... not to. <laughs> John. Big John. Out of position. Yeah, he's got 30, half a pot. 3190. He's got Queen Jack on that board I just described. He goes all in. He just go after Francisco raises 2000 on the turn <laughs> and then he calls, then he just donk leads all in. Not only that, he goes all in almost as the river hits the felt, he goes all in. He goes all in like instantaneously. All right, super weird. What the hell? Okay. It's impossible to conduct any kind of reasonable investigation. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> because there's no way anyone 
who understood anything about how the game is played would ever do this and could think this was a good play. Is it kind of like the way we're trying to assign these logics to, to Big John, like trying to assign logic to AI? We're always like yeah. trying to, to anthropomorphize AI and right. give it personality and stuff, but really its purpose is completely separate from that of humanity, and, and therefore we can't logically understand what they're doing. Is that what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like that. Yeah. So this is Big John. Okay, I'm going to try my best. This is Big John thinking, well, I only have half a pot left. And not that he's thinking that, but he looks and he sees he doesn't have that many chips left compared to how much is in the pot. Like, he can see that. Yeah. Right? Probably as the, just as the river's just starting to come off the top of the deck, he, like, realizes, oh, I don't really have very many chips left. He probably didn't <laughs> realize it until that moment. Okay. And he's thinking, well, I have top pair and I'm not going to fold. Okay. So as the card comes down, he thinks, well, that means I should go all in. Because I don't want to have to check call. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That's all I got. I mean, that's, that's literally everything all right, that I have. So, assuming Francisco's got reasonable ranges and understands the yeah. game, based on the play so far, Francisco has either John destroyed. Destroyed. Has somehow 7-8, which is extremely rare. But also is now destroying him with 7-8. Yep, right. Right. Or somehow 5-7, which is extremely rare. And is a, pair, a pair, but is going to fold when John goes Absolutely rolling. is going yeah, to fold. Of course it is. So, yeah. so basically, this is what we in the biz like to call, and I'm wearing the t-shirt that says it right now, he a is. game theory disaster. This is a game theory disaster. He is, well... Not now, entirely. Not maybe. entirely, because he's not getting called by all better hands in a standard spotlight. Well... But what better hands are here? Like, right. That's what I'm saying. I'm okay. I, like, if for some reason we assign John type logic to Francisco, maybe right. he could have King Queen and decide to fold here. But okay. But is so we think John is bluffing. That's not what's going no, on. No, of course not. So he's betting because because he wants to bet because he's betting. Yeah, he's betting because he's because it's his turn because he's betting because his only two options are to bet and check and checking sounds dumb. That's why he's betting. I hope this guy hears this podcast because that'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> I um, don't think he'll like us very much. Well, he's allowed to feel how he feels. Um, there's no other reason to bet here except I don't know. It's, it's I don't know what to do, right? Yeah. That's what's really going on. It's I don't know. We've seen this with players. I don't know what to do. So I went all in. It feels like a more extreme version of you see this in tournaments sometimes where like somebody gets bet into on the river and they had a short stack going into the river. They had like 12 blinds going into the river and somebody bets eight blinds. Yeah. And they move their 12 blinds in with a hand that doesn't make any sense to move in. It's like right. either a hero call or a fold. Right. But they move in because they don't have many chips left. Instead of Where like, you could preserve the four blinds. Right. Preserve right. The, every time you're wrong, yeah. you get to still have, you get to still be in the yeah. tournament. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I've definitely had many, um, you're talking about coaching clients. I've had many coaching clients who say exactly that when I'm like, well, why did you go all in on the river? Yeah. And they just say, I didn't know what to do. So I, so I went all in. It's like, but that was seven times the pot and you have exactly the wrong hand to do. It. <laughs> you, know, you have like yeah. middle pair <laughs> Yeah. after they bet. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so, okay. So I don't think it's possible to go much further than John doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I agree. So he goes all in. Okay. I mean, fine. That's what happened. Like, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we're hoping Francisco has queen 10 and calls, I guess, <laughs> which he never would have raised on the turn never. anyway. Like, none of it makes sense. No, it doesn't. It's, Maybe. Com- it's, it's interesting because a lot of poker, you could, I think, it's, I like poker because so often you can get reasonable people have very strong disagreements, good players, yeah. and have strong disagreements about 
what you should do on particular spots. Absolutely. In the Sometimes you and I, not so much you and I, partially because we spent a lot of time talking poker for the last five years. So. Yeah, we kind of have grouped our poker mind together a, a little bit. A fair amount. Sometimes we disagree, but not not so much. Yeah. But we certainly have other friends of ours. Wonka, who's on um, Poker Time, yeah. who's a, a professional 5'10 player, absolutely will disagree us, with us regularly about yeah. hands. We'll think he's crazy. He'll think we're crazy. We'll get into it. Sometimes one side will convince the other. I mean, he not. disagreed about the Valentin Vornicu hand. I mean, he can't be right about that. Okay, but let's not, that's not my point. Yeah. He'll, do, <laughs> yeah. he'll disagree on many things, yeah. right? So one of the things that's cool about poker is that that can happen, and he can still be a good, profitable, professional poker player. Yes. And still disagree with us about what we feel are some fundamental things. And he maybe he thinks it's fundamental, too. But there are certain spots that are just always bad, and everyone can agree on it, and this is one of them. It has right to be. Right here... Anyone who's a pro or who really knows the game could never defend this play. This is indefensible unless there's something we know about Francisco. Like, he makes these plays and he literally will call with any pair in this spot after raising with any pair on the, on the turn. But there he would to, check back. There has to be, like, the most, the most well-thought-out exploit ever. Right. Like, you know? I play with this guy for so long. I've watched this guy play forever. I know exactly who he is and what he does. There are some crazy players like that. But having watched Francisco, we know this isn't him. By no. the way, so it isn't that John has thought this one out. This is just a, uh, I don't know, and he's and he makes one of the worst plays we've we've seen on the breakdown by moving in here. Yes, I agree. And we've been doing this. I mean, how many podcasts have we done at this point? How many hands have we done? Um, I think it's something like, well, we have on the breakdown playlist on YouTube. I think there's 240. Yeah, and we've done a bunch of podcasts only. Yeah, so something like 400. Maybe, yeah, maybe that more. Sounds, that sounds something, something like four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so four hundred hands. This may be the single worst, like move in I've seen. Or no, single. Mark Rumi against Gail Bauman. He doesn't move in. He calls. Oh, he calls. Yeah, that's right. That was really bad. Yeah, that was bad too. But this he, is worse. Anyway. He raised this calls, is worse. though, right? He bet calls. Bet calls. This the, this is way worse than that. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So this is awful. But let's move on, okay? because <laughs> there's more to talk about, believe it or not. So this is not a snap call for Francisco for some reason. Let's talk about... I'm just going to say what happens, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> okay, fine. Francisco takes a while, and he folds. I mean, we did say it's the worst fold ever, he right? He folds a set of fours. Yeah. At, the guy bet a half a pot, right? Yeah. He didn't bet like a million dollars into a pot of like 10,000. No. Where you're like, oh my God, it's going to ruin my life to call here, even though I have a very <laughs> strong hand. Like... The risk actually isn't, the reward isn't worth the risk, you know, potentially. Like, my entire life savings, whatever. All right. So, for Francisco to be beat, yeah, Big John has to have either a set that's bigger than his or 7-8. Yeah. Or deuce three, which, come on, he doesn't have a deuce three. He doesn't have deuce three. Seven eight is also so unlikely based on the turn. So unlikely is at least possible. I mean, he raised 2,000 on the turn. I know. And he only has 3,000 left. Yeah. I know. He should never have it. He should never, ever, ever be able to show up with it, but it's at least possible. Okay, we'll give him an inkling of 7-8. He, he leads the gutter. He turns open ended, so he bets again. He gets raised, and he decides. I mean, the guy raised so much, too. that It really makes it hard to have 7-8. He can't have 7-8. It's Big John. He just moved in with Queen Jack. He can have 7-8. Maybe he can. He at least can have it. Okay, but I don't give him all the combos. That's fine. Okay, so then he has to have a set of sixes, Yeah. which decided to lead, first of all, very small on the turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then only call not when, move in not move in when raised to have half of a pot left super weird decision there. that's not likely and who cares by the way if he has a set of sixes we're yeah we just raised to 2000 the guy bet 3100 on the river right 
Yeah, we're the getting pot's four, got how much in it? The pot has let me let me do a little mathematics here. The pot has ninety seven hundred approximately. After the three thousand goes in. Yeah. And we yeah. have to call thirty. Yeah, so we're getting an outrageous price. Yeah. We're getting better than three to one. So he either has a set of sixes or a set of nines, I guess, which maybe he leads maybe, nines. Maybe he can have those. Yeah. Okay. But so, so what? what? Can he have queen nine? If he has yes. a set of sixes and a set of nines, he can have queen he can nine, He can absolutely right? have queen nine. Of course he can. Can he have queen some other pair? If he can have a set of sixes and a set of nines, he can have that too. He can probably have queen five because the river is a five, you know? Yeah. And he just moves in. Yeah. He moved in so insanely fast, though. I just wouldn't even worry about it, you know? Like... So Francisco folds, and the only reason he can really be folding is not because he's worried about a set, right? It has to be because he's worried about seven, eight. I guess. It just has to be. Because the five comes, and now it's like, oh, God, I'm just always beat here. He must be thinking. I'm beat more than 78% of the time here. I don't think that's the case. (laughs) I don't either. Um, I don't see how it could be the case, but uh, I I mean, I don't even know what to say. This This is... This is crazy. This is crazy. This is... You have to be so sure that you're beat to fold here, and it's such a hard spot to be beaten. Yeah. Let's say we had ace-queen and we're Francisco, and on the turn, we're like, you know what? It's like... I mean, I don't think we should raise the turn, but let's say Francisco's sitting there, and he's like, I'm like sure I have the best hand. I'm okay. going to raise for value. Fine. So I raise for value, and then Big John suddenly moves, snap, moves in on the river. Okay. Now I can come up with lots of hands that we can't beat, right? Like... All the two pair combos are beating us, and maybe yeah. John did this. Now, I don't know what we're supposed to do. Maybe we're supposed to fold, maybe not, because it's only half a pot with ace-queen. At least I can understand tanking with ace-queen, getting, yeah. getting a price like this. But we have a set of fours, man. Yeah. We beat all the two pairs. We beat all the two pairs. We beat all the two pairs. Come on. That's outrageously good. And can't John have 5-7 if he can have 7-8 and decide he's not good enough, he's going to try to bluff? You know, he moved in so quickly. It's hard to really give him credit for seven, eight anyway. Yeah. Like he just insta moves in when a five, like, like so insta, it's like he barely had a chance to register the five. Yep. So like I would take away seven, eight, if anything. Yeah. Not give it to him. Um, or fig- I mean, it doesn't matter though. This is the, this is part of the thing with, um, some of these spots in no limit and actually any, any can be limit hold them too, where you just, especially based on how stack size is played out in this hand, and this is just true with some hands, you're just committed to calling the river when you've raised the turn with two yeah. fours. No matter what the river card is, there could be some really bad rivers that put more of a straight out there, although there really aren't. No, this this, is, there's this like is not it. that many bad rivers. There's really no bad river. I guess five, seven could come in, which makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. So an eight could come in. Okay. That and means Jack, Jack 10, 10 gets, gets there. there but twos. how can Big John have Jack 10? I don't know how he could have any of these things except maybe five, seven. He shouldn't be able to show up with that either when we raise to 2,400. Right. But it doesn't matter. This is where you turn off your brain. You don't turn it on. Yeah. And you say, it's half a pot. I already raised. I've got a super strong hand for my range. Of course I call. And that's it. I can at least logic out what Francisco's thinking. Mm -hmm. He's thinking like the board was super dry. How can you have anything but a set that's bigger than mine as he played it? Like it doesn't make sense for, for him to have one pair, obviously. So Right. It doesn't. But... Why wouldn't he just move in with a set on the turn? Right. That's what I would be a, thinking beyond that. Like, like he is a half a pot behind. Of he's course he's going to like, let's say we are drawing as Francisco. He's going to let us see if we get there or not. And yeah. then move in. Right. That's not a good idea. No. Get it in now where we're forced to call and he misses most of the time and we get paid with yeah. our set instead of not. Right. Yep. 
So that's the thing with that. It's a bad fold. I think the move-in's worse than the fold, honestly. I do, too. No, I do, too. The move-in is... There's no logic at all to the move-in. It's never a good play, no matter what. you, Unless you know your opponent's so insanely well, and the guy is so insanely bad. Yeah. This fold is horrible, but it it's, is. Not, it's not nearly as bad as the move-in. And maybe that's part of what screws up Francisco, too. He's like, well, what in the world can he be moving in with? Right, it's what I was saying, exactly. But the other side of it, of course, is you, there's just some point where you're like, it's half a pot, I don't care. Yeah, and it's a cash game. It's not like the yeah. bubble of the main event. Right. Uh, Hort, Hoyt Corkins once famously said in a uh, late in a big tournament, this is a long time ago, it's like 2004, where he opened and a guy moved in on him and he thought he took a second and said, what he's like, did the like looked at the guy and said, what do you have? And he said, like snapped out. He's like, Oh, I have Kings. I don't care. And put his <laughs> chips in. Right. And yeah. I think he, I think he had the best hand too. The guy didn't have aces and there's like, sure. There are spots where you can't just call it all in, call it all in with Kings preflop. You have to right. think about it or it's like way too deep or whatever. But most of the time, you don't care because you have kings, right? right? This is an I don't care, I have kings spot, right? Yeah. Like, it's half a pot. Of course I'm getting my chips in. Yeah. I hope I don't lose this time. And it's not like a super obvious draw that makes a ton of sense came in or anything like that. Even if so, though, you probably have to call for yeah, half but, a pot. Yeah, but it makes it far worse of a fold. Of course. Yeah. No, no, of, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it's even worse because of that. I'd yeah. be more worried about a queen than a five. Like a queen can sometimes, yeah. like it makes more sense for him to have a full house that way. But at least if a queen comes, we could also talk ourselves into, well, he's jamming now because yeah. he's got trip queens. True. Although that shouldn't really matter, right? No. A jam would still be awful. If we have a worse two pair that's been counterfeited, we're going to fold. Yeah. And if we have two queens beat, like we usually will, sorry, three queens beat. Yeah. Like either we'll have, you know, we'll just have a beat with a full house usually, right? Because we had queens up or yeah. something. We're going to snap call. It's still a game theory disaster, but... That, that at least makes more sense. I don't, I don't, nothing makes sense. It's all horrible. Yeah, it's bad. This, this is, is disaster. Poorly played hand. I hope the next hand we do has some good plays in it because I'm getting sick to my stomach. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Well, I guess we did it. We obliterated them. Yeah, we really, we really did. Yeah. We, more than I would have expected. Yeah. This is, we're going to have to be nicer on the video. Yeah, we will be nicer on the video. But still, it's going to be bad. But still, it's, the people are still going to give us comments like, they Damn, are like you guys, guys are kind of harsh. Yeah. Well... Whatever, man. These plays deserve it. Yeah, this is life, man. It's a bad play. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make.